Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It'd be good if you need. I can give you email addresses if you don't have them on. But I think you probably oh, do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> this is um, July the 11th, right? Ninth. Ninth. Okay. Ninth. Don't want to rush it. Holy moly, but the ninth is fast. Those of us not retired know it's ninth. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's it. We have no idea what day it is. Every day is Saturday, uh, but that's Sunday. It. That's it. Every day, Every day is Saturday. Saturday, but Sunday. Good attitude. <laughs> I love it. Not to rub it in. I know. No, of course not. Oh my gosh, so funny. Well, all right, here we go. We're starting in chapter 38. We've left Joseph. He just got sold into, uh, in, in Egypt. The, the Midianites just sold him to Potiphar. And we've left him there. And now all of a sudden, we've jumped into chapter 38. And this is really about Judah's closet of skeletons. And Judah does have a closet of skeletons. And it's important because Judah is the line from which Jesus comes. But the thing is, you go, what is the purpose of this story right here? So I need to preface this by saying a few things. First of all, customs and traditions of this day. Now, you have to realize where this is. This is pre-Mosaic covenant. The law has not been given. So a lot of the practices that went on during that period of time were incorporated in the law later because they're, they were good. So you find the law replicating a lot of the customs and traditions from Genesis 1. But at the time, it wasn't the law. It was just custom and tradition. Okay. This particular custom and tradition you see played out with Boaz and Ruth. And it's a legal deal. So... When brothers live together, like, you know, Judah and his whole family, I mean, um, uh, Joseph. Joseph, no, no, Jacob and his whole family live together, all the brothers and everything. All right. As a big family. And one of the sons dies. If one of the sons dies and leaves his wife without a son, without an heir, okay, then it is up to the oldest son in the family whoever that is, to take her as wife and go into her and see that she has a son. And the son that's born to her, then it takes the name of his dead father so that his line will go on. You know, that line of the family is not lost. And he takes the birthright of that son, whatever that son's place is in the birthright, depending on, you know, if he's a fourth son, then that that new baby gets the fourth son's birthright, okay? Of the father. Of the father, right. Okay. Now, was this man's doing, or did God prescribe that this well, is how it should go? It, you just hear this as tradition. So, as of right now, it's man's doing. Okay. It sounds like man's doing. Yeah, man's <laughs> okay. doing. However, it is godly because God put it in the law. 
See, that's what I was Yeah. God put so it in it the law in, the law. Yeah. in Deuteronomy 25. God clearly outlines this whole process. Okay. So if you want to write that down, you can. It's um, Deuteronomy 25, verses 5 through 10. There's a lot of it that makes sense. I mean, yes. Because the widow would have died. I mean, she, she would have been destitute. Yeah, she could not marry outside of the family. She would stay in the family. But then the oldest son then would take her and, and see to it that she got a son to take his brother's place, okay? And that's basically what the son did was take the place of the dead dad, okay? So the nephew becomes the brother. It's just like crazy, but that's the way it is. Anyway, so that was the deal. Now, if the oldest son would refuse to go into that woman, okay? If he says, no, I'm not going in to that woman, then the woman would take her case to the elders. And you've read this over and over again. The elders always sit in the gate of the tribe or at the gate of the city, whatever, and they would decide all the judicial matters. All right? It's the way they did it. So she would take her case to the judiciary, which was the elders, which would be seated at the gate of the temple or the gate of the city or the gate of whatever. So she would go there and present her case. Then the elders would speak to the brother and say, this is what you have to do. So if the brother refused, still refused to do that, then the elders would allow the woman to come in and she would snatch the sandal off the foot of the brother and spit in his face and declare... This is done to the man who does not build up his brother's house. That was the declaration that was made. Okay. So is in Israel, by law, this man then would have his reputation ruined. He would be known that the house of this man whose sandal is removed was a covenant breaker, an oath breaker, not a man to be trusted. His reputation was greatly damaged by that. So it was a risky deal. Now, there are business covenants that were also made, business agreements that were made in the city, you know, in the gates of the city. And one of those agreements would happen to be what happened with Boaz. Pass the sandal. <laughs> right. But when an agreement is willingly made and somebody is going to, you know, make a reciprocal agreement, a sandal would be taken off willingly and given to the man that the covenant was made with. And it was a family member down the line, wasn't it? Yeah, we're going to go there in just a minute. Yeah, we're going there in just a minute. Because it's the kinsman redeemer, which yes. is what Jesus is. He's the kinsman redeemer. But um, whatever the agreement, your sandal, your foot, represents your walk in life. So by handing somebody your sandal, you were saying, as long as I can stand, as long as I can move, as long as I have life in me, this covenant's going to hold. But it would be a business deal. You know, you don't do a blood covenant over a sale of a piece of property for 20 or 30 years, you know. You, you would do the sandal deal. So with Boaz, in the case of Boaz, uh, Boaz was a distant relative to Ruth, not, not close. There was another man closer who, by all rights, should have taken Ruth to himself. And... Um, so Boaz says, well, let me go in and we'll talk about it. And so Boaz goes into the elders at the city gates 
and he talks to this man and he says, um, you know, I'm interested in taking Ruth to be my wife. I am in the family line, but you have first say because you're higher up the line than I am. And um, the guy says, I can't do it. My wife won't let me do it or whatever. And um, so Boaz says, then I will, if it's okay with you, then I will um, take Ruth to myself. And the sandals are exchanged for the day. Now you get your shoe back, but you know, that's just the, that's just the way that it was done. Yes, symbolically. So Boaz removes his shoe, you know, and says, I'm going to take care of her. And the other guy removes his shoe, but the shoe is taken off. You see that at the gate. And so then Boaz legally now has the right to take Ruth as a wife, okay? And Ruth is in the line of Jesus. And Ruth is in the line of Jesus, right. And Boaz is a good guy. Right. And Boaz is what they call a kinsman redeemer. Only a person who is a relative can redeem, okay? Right. And um, Jesus is our kinsman redeemer. That's another whole study right there, but it's good. But anyway, that was the custom of the day, okay? So you have to understand that in order to understand this story. So then the question is, why in the middle of Joseph's story do you have to look at Joseph's shady past? I mean, Jacob's, Judah's shady past. Why is that? And why is it here? Well, most scholars agree that this is chronologically not in the right place. That it's out of order. But rather, it runs parallel to Joseph's story chronologically. That um, in order for this to be like right here at this time after Joseph is sold at 17 due to the age of the sons and that's another whole calculation thing um, it it would almost be impossible um, for Judah's sons because they'd have to be married before they were 15 because in 24 years his baby son would be grown up enough you know to marry and have twins and the twins anyway the timeline doesn't work for the twins to be born so this couldn't have happened after Joseph was 17. Probably what happened is, is when Joseph moved from Shechem down to Bethel, Judah separates his family and goes further south, about eight miles south um, east of Jerusalem. And, and Judah sets up his family there, his own kids and everything. Probably a little too much stuff to be right where Jacob was at Bethel. Okay. So that's what they believe happened. That that's now the stories are running place. right. That it isn't chronological, but rather it parallels. You know, this is like a, a running tale. Judah moves and Joseph grows up, and all the time that Judah moves to Bethel, Joseph grows up and has trouble with all the brothers. Um, um, Judah has sort of moved a little further southwest. Uh, doesn't mean that he's out of touch with the family at all. It just means that he moved a little bit further southwest. So he wasn't completely hooked up with them, okay? Was he a part of raising those sheep in Shechem? Oh, yeah. Was he a part of sending Jesus into Egypt? Oh, yeah. Joseph, not Jesus. Joseph, right. Into Egypt? Oh, yeah. He was guilty of that. <clears throat> but he just lived a little further away. And now he has his own family issues that come up. 
Okay. So Judah is dealing with some of his own family issues here. And um, so just start with verse 1. And it came to pass at that time that Judah went down from his brothers and turned into a certain Adullamite whose name was Hira. Hira is the guy, and the guy is an Adullamite, okay? They believe Hira is actually an early ancestor for Hiram, who later was king of Tyre. What does turned into mean? means he moved into the area. Okay. Okay, it means that he, you know, he was going down and he just moved into the area. And actually, he and Hira get to be good friends. Judah and Hira get to be good friends. And Judah saw there a daughter of a certain Canaanite, whose name was Shua. And he took her and went into her. And she conceived and bare a son, and he called his name Ur. So while he was hanging out with Hira in that area where the Adullamites live, um, he finds a wife. <clears throat> the wife's dad's name is Shua. And he marries her, and they have a son named Ur. And she conceived again and bare a son, and she called his name Onan. And yet again she conceived and bare a son, and called his name Shelah. And he was at Chazib when she bare him. Now, Chazib is that place that's just, it's about eight miles southeast of Jerusalem. Okay? I mean, southwest of Jerusalem. It's all in that area with Heron and all that bunch. Okay. Okay, so he has Ur and Onan and Shelah. All right? Three sons. And Judah took a wife for Ur, his firstborn, whose name was Tamar. And Ur, Judah's firstborn, was wicked in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord slew him. So now the oldest is dead and Tamar is left a widow with no son. Okay. And Judah said to Onan, now this is the second in line. Judah said to Onan, go into your brother's wife and marry her and raise up seed to your brother. And Onan knew that the seed should not be his. And it came to pass when he went into his brother's wife that he spilled his seed on the ground lest that he should give seed to his brother. So the father should have been? Okay, hold on. Onan is second in line. Okay? Now when when Ur dies, guess what? Onan becomes numero uno's son. So Onan now gets the lion's share of his dad's inheritance. So he doesn't want to go in and give Tamar a son because Tamar's son then would take all of his inheritance. Tamar's son would become the number one son. Because he would take the place of the father. To keep okay. the father's line going. That's right. right. So then Tamar's son would become the number one son. So in an odd way, Onan's son would also become his older brother. So another wicked son. Yeah, it wouldn't even matter whether he was wicked or not. Just, Onan would lose the birthright. Well, this is the thing. The oldest son in every family gets two-thirds of the father's inheritance. 
all the other brothers divide the last third among themselves. And, you know, all the birthright, every blessing that goes with that birthright goes to the number one son. So with Ur dead, Onan is the number one son. But that's the cost of the covenant. That's clearly other people have done it, right? That's the cost that of it. That is the covenant. So he did yes. not want to keep covenant. Right. He no, was a he covenant didn't. breaker. Right. Oh, yes. Oh, big time covenant breaker. He yes. was. I mean, that's the cost of that's that covenant right. that's that it. God ordained. That's right. So he did not want, he did go into her, but then he spilled his seed on the ground and God killed him. You know, God that, well, there's a too. lesson in it. Yes, there's a lesson in that. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. So God killed them both. Yes. So Onan, Onan lost out. Didn't you read that book? That real Tamar? Yeah, I can't Yeah. That, did you ever read that? I the didn't women, read it. The women? No, but this is, it is amazing. This story is amazing to me. So Tamar, Tamar is the one who is really being wronged here. Yes. Well, the youngest son, Shelah, was too young to get married. So Judah's going to tell her, you just stay in the family. And as soon as Tamar is old enough, I'm going to send him to you. He'll be your husband. Okay, that's the way it was going to go. Okay, so here we go. Um, so verse 10. And the thing which he did displeased the Lord, wherefore he slew him also. And then said Judah to Tamar, his daughter-in-law, Remain a widow at your father's house till Shelah, my son, be grown. For he said, Peradventure he die also, as his brethren did. And Tamar went and dwelt in her father's house. Okay, this is a little funny. The Jewish tradition was a little bit funny on this. Onan, I mean, Ur married Tamar. He died. Onan went into Tamar. He died. <laughs> Judah has no idea why, but every son he sends into Tamar dies. So he says, Tamar, I tell you what, don't stay at my house anymore. Go to your house. And when my youngest son, Shelah, is old enough, I'll send him to you. Lest my son die too is what, what he's thinking, thinking there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, verse 12. And in the process of time, the daughter of Shua, Judah's wife died. Okay. So Judah's wife dies. Judah was comforted and went up into his sheep shearers to Timnath. He and his friend Hira, the Adullamite. So he and a buddy took a weekend trip and went up to where the guys were taking care of all of Judah's sheep. Now Judah's a widow. <clears throat> a widower. And it was told Tamar, saying, Behold, your father-in-law goes up to Timnath to shear his sheep. So she put her widow's garments off from her and covered her with a veil and wrapped herself and sat in an open place, which is by the way to Timnath. For she saw that Shelah was grown and she was not given unto him to wife. When Judah saw her, he thought her to be a harlot because she had covered her face. And he turned into her by the way and said, Go to, I pray thee, let me come into you. For he knew not that she was his daughter-in-law. And she said, What will you give me that you may come into me? And he said, I'll send you a kid from the flock, a goat. And she said, Will you give me a pledge until you send it? And he said, What pledge will I give you? And she said, Your signet ring, your signet, your bracelets, and your staff that's in your hand. 
I know it. Pretty serious. It is. <laughs> and he gave it to Red her. Flag. That's what lust will do for you. <laughs> and he came into her and she conceived by him. And she arose and went away and laid by her veil from her and put on the garments of her widowhood. And Judah sent the kid by hand of his friend the Adullamite to receive his pledge from the woman's hand. But he found her not. Then he asked the men of that place, saying, Where's the harlot that was openly by the wayside? And they said, There's no harlot in this place. <clears throat> and he returned to Judah and said, I can't find her. And also the men of the place said that there was no harlot in this place. And Judah said, Well, let her take it to her, lest she be shamed. Behold, I sent this kid, and you have not found her. So he was just going to put it off and forget it. But it came to pass about three months after that it was told to Judah, saying, Tamar, your daughter-in-law, has played the harlot. And also, behold, she's with child by whoredom. And Judah said, Bring her forth and let her be burned. <laughs> Judah's such a dummy. And she was brought forth, and she said to her father-in-law, saying, By the man whose these are, I am with child. And she said, Discern, I pray you, Whose are these? The signet, the bracelets, and the staff. And Judah acknowledged them and said, she, has more, she is more righteous than I, because I gave her not Shalom, my son. And he knew her again no more. So he had to admit right there, she was right, I was wrong. She's far more righteous than I am because I made a pledge to her. You know, my name should be Mud. I'm the covenant breaker. Because I didn't send Shalah to her. And I should have. And um, so he said, she's more righteous than I am. And so he had to go away there like, let him who is without sin cast the first stone. And she was right. And it came to pass in the time of her travail, behold, twins were in her womb. And it came to pass when she travailed that the one put out his hand and the midwife took and bound upon his hand a scarlet thread, saying, This came out first. But then it came to pass, as he drew back his hand, that, behold, his brother came out. And she said, How have you broken forth? This breach be upon you. Therefore his name was called Perez. Um, and, and he's in David's line, and Jesus' line. Perez is Jesus' line. And afterwards came out his brother that had the scarlet thread upon his hand, and his name was Zara. Okay, so there you have it again. Zara was the first one to breach. Should have been the oldest, but the youngest is going to prevail as the line of Jesus, not the oldest. What is that all about? I'm telling you, isn't that fascinating? It is. It's just fascinating. So, you know... Um, there are a lot of lessons to be learned there, but first you can learn no man can be proud of his own righteousness and wisdom. Judah could not be proud of what he'd done. Of course, he'd already done other things as well. Um, and um, as a reminder, by natural right, the Gentiles are also in the line of Jesus. You know, Tamar is a Gentile. Yeah. So, you know, and then Perez comes. So, there are Gentiles in the line of Jesus. Rahab is in Jesus. Rahab. That's right. Rahab and Ruth. And Ruth. And Ruth. That's exactly right. In the line of Jesus. So, you know, you have to. they women, aren't they? Yes. What does that say? That's interesting. I'm telling you. Yeah. 
Exactly. God's glory is Jesus' glory. So there is no glory for mankind. So all this is is just a way, a means to an end, you know. Um, Jesus condescended to come through the line of the most sinful man. He despised the shame, and this is Philippians 4, let this mind be in you. You know, he despised the shame and made himself of no reputation. He emptied all his reputation, and he came through the worst of sinners, you know. But his love conquered the worst of evils. And that says something about women, too. Yeah. 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 But, you know, Judah wasn't, I mean, this, my guess is Judah could have been the devious, but he, he, he did own road. up. He did own he up after it was road. over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did own up. But he was righteously indignant, ready to have her burned at the yeah, stake. And there, but he didn't get burned instead, did he? No, he didn't get in trouble at all for it. But she was going to get burned. <laughs> and um, But then he had to admit, no, she is far more righteous than I. Which, you know, at, at least he did own up. Yeah. You're exactly right. And he did take her into his home, right? Um, go back. I don't he didn't know. take her as a wife, I think, I, I but don't you don't know. Nope. He didn't go into her again. Yeah, she didn't become a wife to him at all. You know, he never went back into her again. Whether she stayed with her father, I don't know. But anyway. But then did he, did Perez become the first in line? Yes, Perez becomes the first in line. And Shalah. Who knows? Yeah, he would have been second in line. He would have gotten the third. Perez would have gotten two thirds. And Shalah would have gotten a third. But, legally speaking, you know, they're both kids that belong to Judah. You know. So, I mean, you know, it's just... um, So interesting. It's a mess. It's just a mess. It's just a big old mess. So, all right. Now that we have interrupted everything, now we're going to go back to Egypt. So, we'll pick this up next week. I want to quit right now rather than get back into this. Because um, to start something else would be crazy right now. So we'll go back to Egypt and Joseph and his life then in Egypt. The next 13 years coming up. So it's like a soap opera. It is. It absolutely is. If anybody ever wanted to do an Ancient of Days soap opera, all you got to do is take Joseph's life and... A reality series. Oh, Joseph. my gosh. Really they would give the Kardashians a, a run for their money, yes, wouldn't they? they? Would. would that be a hoot? They did a... They did a... Um, um, two videos on the ark that were so funny. Talk about reality series. <laughs> on the bottom floor and then on the top floor. So, you know, after you've been all the way through. So, the bottom floor is an interview with Moses. And it's ancient days, and here comes this woman, and, and um, her uh, news person, news boss says, go to this strange man, Moses, and interview him and see what this crazy boat is, you know. And so she's got all these weird paintings and all this jewelry, and she's, you know, wildly decked out, and she has this tattooed, bad-looking guy who's the scribe so he's writing everything down on a piece of rock and then he has she has the cameraman but it's an artist so he's carrying like fred flintstone he's got this three-legged tree stump thing and an easel so he's going to draw the picture and you know she asks him the question what is this and 
oh, say, you say, God told you to do that, you know, and she's got this very condescending attitude about it. And he goes, yeah, God told me to do it, so I'm going to do it. And he says, and there's going to be a flood. She says, oh, a really, a flood, really? You know, and why did you put it up on that hill? Why didn't you put it down here? And he had to give her all these explanations. And I mean, it's just a funny interview. So in the end, they end up trotting away, and the guy's got his rock, and the other guy's got his easel, and they laugh because the picture, when she looks at the picture, she says, oh, this is perfect. And you look at the picture, and it looks like a Picasso. You know, it's just one of those crazy. He said, yeah, it's crazy, just like that man. And they go away. Well, at the end of the story now, this is um, as it was in the days of Noah. Okay. As it was in the days of Noah. Because that's Matthew 25 when Jesus is talking about the incoming. Now everything's very modern. And this girl walks in in her tight leg jeans and her spike heels and her little silky blouse. And her editor of Pitt um, Magazine which is supposed to be like Inquirer. says, go out. There's a crazy man out there that's built an arm. I want you to go out there and make those people look like fools. Make them look like the fools that they are. And she goes out, you know, now she's got the same scribe, but now he's got, you know, he's got his pencil and he's got all his stuff in his recorder. And the other guy's got his camera and they're all going. It's the same story, almost the same interview. But at the end, he says, but I, I want to show you something. And he takes her in and he shows her this movie about Jesus. And now she changes. So the article that she writes this time doesn't look as bad. But it's like a takeoff in CNN and the world stopping. Mm. And, and uh, she says, so why are, you, why are you wasting your time on this? It's because of people like you. you know, We want you to have a chance to get on the ark. So it's very powerful, but... The idea, you know, of the interview and the, I said, reality TV, you know, it was just a... Strikes the chord. Oh, yeah, yeah, it did. Great. Yeah. Oh, you guys will, you have to go. I mean, it's like bucket list thing. You've got to do it. Um, uh, I want to tell you, keep Lord in prayer. The other day, I was there, and he had fell. Who's this? Who is this? Rod, he lives over at Cousin the Courtyard. Okay. And I don't know if you can come back there or not. Okay, you will, Jamie. I think he's in a home. Where's Ronnie? Rod. 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 Okay. He's a I have a place I can't have. Oh. He's been up here. His wife had died before he came. Uh, Has he been there a long time? Yes, he's been there now. He's just wild. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he can't see. He can't see. Yeah. It's just so bad. Bodies give out. And they run sure downhill. Everything moves yeah. from the complex to the simple. It all runs downhill. Yeah. Don't we ladies know it? Oh my Everything gosh. Everything runs down. Yes, it does.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.